0: What's up, bitch? Hi, Chris. How are What's you? What's really
1: good, baby? It's Chris Black. We're coming to you live from beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. We've been on the road all morning. We left Nashville at mm-hmm. approximately 8 forty-five a.m. Um, made it here in pretty good time. TJ was at the wheel. Oh,
0: man, yeah. Um, I mean, I re- literally today I woke up, took got, didn't even have time to take a shower. I woke up, did laundry. What did I do this morning when you I went, went to up, Barry's Jason? at six? A.m. Oh, that's
1: right. I'm sorry. I had a six a.m. workout, you know, before we hit the road, just because I knew I wouldn't have time later in the day. I just want to. That's just more of something I want to tell you guys. You know, don't no days off. It's a lifestyle, and I think you should kick off 2021 in that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, this vacation has been at least three times as much work as I would normally do if I were just at home. I will say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I, I I wake up, drink coffee. Pack a bunch of clothes, get in a car, and then just spend all day in a car. Get to a hotel, take a shower, rush up to your room, and now we're recording. So, like, literally, I've done nothing—not a single thing today, except for this. And it's what time is it now? It's three o'clock. This is your job. We're gonna record we're... this. Gonna have your Chris Black five fifteen dinner, and then go to bed at seven o'clock.
1: <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. Well, last what time we had the a very point sp- of life. We had a very special meal last night though.
0: We did have a very special meal. Thank shout out to uh to Rolf Rolf and Daughters RID. We had the uh make your own Rolf at home kit. A damn feast.
1: A damn feast. We we did it all. Um that's my favorite restaurant in Nashville so shout out to and we also played tennis with them earlier. We also met an infectious disease uh, disease doctor on the tennis infectious
0: court. Infectious disease doctor. Uh, uh and it was
1: First of all, this guy was fucking hot. he could play tennis and he was a fucking infectious disease doctor during the during COVID. You think he's
0: listening to this right now, Chris
1: I hope so shout out to big Steve. I love the forehand I love the I love the movement on the court um big Steve
0: when uh next time I'm down in Nashville, you know I'll let you win.
1: Nice of you Jason you're a charity big guy. big Steve
0: had had a rocking little body on him too.
1: He did have a rocking little body on him I don't know how he finds the time three kids saving lives. We we can barely get up yeah, and be he's, on the road. He's
0: a grown ass man. He got kids. He got a wife. He's a literal doctor in the ER type beat. And the man is a tennis pro. Yeah, he'd be, be really he, feet, he, he, smacking the ball. Eight pack, six pack, cum gutties. The whole the whole nine. And on top of all of it, very nice. It was like people like that don't exist where we're from, Chris. They don't. You have they, to come down to. The rural, more rural areas to really? see that, like Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville, other places <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> Jason's having a tough time with his accent. Uh, he he really can. He's got he's got Australian on fleeky. He's got British pretty good, but the southern needs some work.
0: I don't really think it's that bad, Chris. It's not great. I mean, your the problem with your southern accent is it's so real that it's just not even noticeable. It's like it's like when you take. You know, you know, when you like are in severe pain, watch it, (laughs) and you take a Vicodin and like, first of all, could we choose a different example? This is a this example is going to happen. We're already there. You know, when you take a Xana or any, okay, you have some back pain, you have some neck pain, whatever, you take and you, you like you are, you actually are in pain and you get prescribed a Vicodin or something like that for your pain. You take one and you're like, okay, I feel better. The pain went away, but you don't feel like You you don't take off and go to Mars if you when you're using never done that but yeah when you're using these things non recreationally but same kind of vibe I already forgot what I was talking about originally what the analogy was for
1: it's okay no one cared Um, but Jason I think Jason's had a good time so far
0: yeah I mean it's been good I mean the whole point of going on vacation for me is to be grateful for what I have at home
1: so what do you got a suburban house a Tesla and a dog
0: just i have
1: i guess that's better than what i I have my
0: life set up in a way that i prefer (laughs) the most sure you know i'm around people that i want to look at i have a house full of all the stuff that i like to do you know your your tv has all of your things on it your settings are set yeah all my settings are set all my they ain't got bojangles there
1: there, so what are you supposed to do we went to we went to we checked out the famous marble art deco bathroom at the hermitage hotel yesterday But yeah, I'm I'm feeling a little scattered myself, TJ. This is this has been it's it's a whirlwind, but I can't wait to cruise into beautiful Charleston, South Carolina tomorrow afternoon. So
0: at what point on this holiday vacation will we be relaxing? I don't relax. I don't know if you know that about me.
1: (laughs) I really don't relax that
0: much. I know you don't relax, and it's a it's an adjustment for me. I will say because I like to relax. I
1: know. I know we're getting, but that's what I'm doing. I'm greasing up your cylinders, and you're firing a little faster, and it's good to see.
0: Yeah, that's true. It is happening, but no. I mean, at, I, w- I at what point will it be um, Lincoln Park voice? I'm about to break. Uh, I don't think we. I don't because think... if you if you run that engine and you never take it into the pit for a service she's gonna you're gonna get a blowout oh i get get serviced gonna get a blowout on turn three i
1: i No. i mean i i I think that's what exercise does for me i get to get to let loose
0: so you're the time where you relax and unwind is when you're asleep
1: i guess i mean i haven't been sleeping very well either which is rare for me (laughs) i guess why do you think you
0: haven't been sleeping
1: well, I think there was some lights directed at the window of the Sonder in Nashville. But also, I think, I don't know. I, I yeah, just need to, The I think...
0: apartment we were staying at was one floor above a bridal shop. And the signage on the front, like the balcony that uh, of our shined. house was just a sign that says like, Broke hoe Bridal, you I... know, dumbass bitch bridal shop. And then there was two floodlights just, <laughs> just pointing at right At the window of the master suite.
1: Which I'm sure I'm not the first person to have an issue with that. Like that seems like something they should have corrected. Hit
0: hit the hit the comments below.
1: Hit the comments below. But I'm look I'm happy to be here. It's beautiful in Asheville, North Carolina. Today. It is
0: stunning. Yeah, so Asheville, North Carolina, my first time. I feel like yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm just in some Id- idyllic town square. There's a miniature Washington Monument. It's actually warm enough to you know, you don't have to wear a full parka kit it ain't 20 degrees i mean was it like 50 something
1: mm, it's like yeah it's like mid 50s nice
0: i mean yeah this is like what the temperature in la is now oh,
1: no. i know because it's winter in la but, but we let got me tell the you the biscuit at
0: bojangles was really something was it? was it yeah it was it was a good biscuit tendies, oh, tendies was I.
1: nothing is nothing is more humbling than watching jason eat Bojangles in a parking lot while I dr- sit there waiting on him because I'm obviously not gonna eat that filth.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm I've I've got the natty poured into my Bojangles unsweetened tea. Oh, cup. do you? I'm doing a, mi- a mix. Don't worry, this is Southern oh. living. If I'm supposed I'm to some, be, I'm trying, some you, local, I'm trying some local,
1: trying some local bottled water, Cumberland Gap Mountain Springs. This is all they had at the at the state gas station. We, like a we skate spot, it. bro. It does sound like a skate spot, but we do have a guest today, TJ. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the uh, the parade of non-alcoholic mixology uh, narrative on this show. This is our beat, I think. Now this is our beat. What do we do? We talk about. We talk to different people who we've never met, who won't like us, who don't (laughs) like us uh about the thing that they have made uh a good living what is this? On a <laughs> so
1: what's your podcast about we basically get people who don't like us to talk to us that's kind of the whole thing
0: we just hope that w- they're bored and we catch them at a moment where they a moment of weakness where they say yes well
1: jason as we close in on a million listens they know that we got the reach mm. that's why they're doing they ain't doing this because they like yeah, it yeah, yeah. like i mean themselves. every
0: time we flambe someone we got a dm from them saying Fam, my my menchies are decimated. My phone is blowing up. I had no idea you guys had such a pod reach. Mm-hmm. And I With said, no yeah, Discord. bro, we've been doing this pod for what eight months now, eight nine months. Yeah. yeah, we're 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 about to hit a million million plays. That's pretty damn good. A million, a million, a million. A million. I think that's very good i don't know much
1: about that stuff but i just i just wake up and i just do my shit bro i just wait i hop about the bed i turn my swag on i plug my mic in Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes i
0: I look at the stats on the on the pod and i say this doesn't seem right but then when you know when the clock strikes a milli after after nine months the number (laughs) the numbers check out
1: the numbers check out It's every day is the flu game for how long gone you know what i'm saying your
0: other little podcast couldn't
1: they definitely could not. And if they do, they are going to get lied. like a
0: streetwear guy with, with goddamn 1,700 followers who is like, yeah, I, I I came up with a new swimming trunks company. I have new board shorts swag. You could wear these board shorts with loafers. Fuck. And then we're, I'm going to talk to you for three hours about <laughs> <laughs> little Uzi's braces. What do you think those smell like? <laughs> what do you think those smell anyway, like? Anyway, we got a guest today. We got a guest today uh
1: julia bainbridge is her name um she has a book out now about non-alcoholic cocktails it's called good drinks um she also had a very popular podcast called the lonely hour that i believe she stopped doing uh but she's contributed so our all-
0: numbers and she said I, what's yeah, the, yeah, I what's the I bloody can't. point bro? she was
1: the food editor at atlanta magazine for a couple of years she contributes to playboy uh bon appetit and food 52 um, shout out
0: to food 52 Thanks for sending me the pack. I regifted to my mom. Hope my mom's not listening right now.
1: Actually, that was I thought that was for me too. Did you regift that one too?
0: What you? What are you going to use the paring knife for, Chris?
1: Oh, I don't know what they sell
0: there. Oh well, I got the cutting board. I got the bread knife. I got the chef knife. I got the paring knife. I got the biodegradable kitchen wipe sponges. It's actually very lit. Wow, that's nice. I came. Nice. It was like a regift that was better than whatever I was well, going to gotten. get. Yeah, yeah.
1: We know that. We've seen how cheap you are. Yeah, I'm um, like mom.
0: This is over a three hundred dollar value. <laughs> Is like your own
1: prices, right? <laughs> yeah, Jason, I'm not going to. Your problematic on my other son present. could never. Oh, uh, I'm going to bid a penny on this. <laughs> I'm bidding a penny. Mm. Okay, well, let's 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 give Julia a call.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, keep sipping the jang, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find out what non-alcoholic cocktails I should be enjoying.
0: Okay. What's up? Welcome to. Uh, how long gone? How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you all?
0: We're we're frazzled. We're road hard and hung up wet from America's heartland. We're driving through the South right now.
2: Yeah, what's this about?
1: This is about uh, showing Jason my homeland.
0: I wish I knew what this was about, actually. <laughs> <laughs> have,
1: you, have you spent a lot of time in the South, or have you explored?
2: I've explored a little bit. Um, I lived in Atlanta, which is, I think, what you're talking about, meaning where you're from, right? Aren't mm-hmm. you from Atlanta?
1: I am from Atlanta, yes.
2: Uh, and I, in part, know that because you told me, but also I was just listening back to both of your tasting of Gia on the <laughs> most recent episode, and um, there was an Arden's Garden reference. Yes. <laughs> have, you,
0: have you heard of Gia? It's a non-alcoholic beverage. <laughs> <laughs> it's very
1: popular, it seems. But yeah, Ar- Arden's Garden's the triple OG. Did you go there?
2: I sure did.
1: I love that. I love to hear supporting local businesses. But That's yeah. where we
0: got smoothies at, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty good smoothie. Yeah, yes,
2: but-, but I um I lived in Atlanta for just about two years, and while I was there, I explored the South a little bit, and I have some sort of half of my family is from Virginia, but that's not really mm. South South.
1: Oh, I've always wondered about that battle. Where do you stand on that?
0: Are You talking about the Civil War, Chris? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm which talking, battle. I'm talking
1: about. Uh, I'm talking about the, is Virginia the South or is it the cutoff?
2: No, but I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and people made that argument about Baltimore as well, because um, technically I grew up below the Mason-Dixon line, but ever so technically. Like, absolutely, I did not grow up with Southern culture. So, mm. um, yeah, I would say Virginia is absolutely in the South. Is it in the Deep South? No. I agree. Um, I think
0: Virginia's in the South because I know that when I'm there, it damn sure don't look like the North.
2: Yeah, and my grandparents, who it's my mother's side of the family who's from there, you know, had accents and parts of their culture were certainly closer to, you know, there were lots of southernisms. Is your family racist too?
1: (laughs) I see where you're going with this and it's thinly veiled.
2: Uh, no. i feel very mid-atlantic view. uh both in terms of like my upbringing and in my my breeding if you will because my mom's <laughs> side of the family uh Ooh, okay is uh my mom's side of the family's from virginia my dad's side of the family's from new york uh so and i grew up like right smack in the middle of the east coast so mm. i'm i'm a mid-atlantic
1: what was your favorite southern city
2: I don't know. They're all they're they're you know all lovable for different reasons. Of course, New Orleans is magical uh, and unlike anywhere else. So Damn, that was, say... that's my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I've if I could been. live in New Orleans, but um, I I think it's got a certain kind of magic that's it that's has hard a charm. to not no, be course, intoxicated by. Why why did you not like it?
1: Uh, it just it's a little um, it looks cool. I like how it looks. Um, if Europe and Florida had a baby. Um, but, but if you, if
0: you met Chris, New Orleans is about as least up. his. It's, a, alley it's, as it's just too of.
1: indulgent for me. That's not the way I live my life.
2: Yeah. But can't you appreciate it for a sec?
1: No. Mm,
0: yeah. You know, it was fine. And the
1: hotel was nice. Like I, I totally see the appeal, but I don't need to go back.
2: Right on.
0: It's not, it's not a sober person's playground. I'll say.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, it is, I've never seen anything that looks like it in
0: America. I will give you that.
2: Nice transition there into the topic at hand. <laughs> well, you know, you
0: also said it's an intoxicating city.
2: <laughs> <And> then,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say New Orleans. That's a uh, that's a boozy zone. Um, is it possible to have fun there without getting absolutely whisk- twisted off the slur canes?
2: Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many
1: beignets am I gonna have to eat to have a good time?
2: <laughs> um I don't know. I mean I'm I'm more interested in Chris's story. I don't know, like are so you're sober?
1: Mm. Uh yeah. I've been sober for four years. Um I was addicted to oxycontin OD a couple times. Uh and here we are.
2: Oh, right on. You also so-
1: like other drugs too. I liked all of them really, but my that was the final <laughs> nail in my coffin. Mm-hmm.
2: So you're free from all substances now, including alcohol?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm like a real sober person.
2: Right on.
0: He won't even have C B D lotion.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know where the Which world cool. stands on that exactly. Do you have an opinion on that? I've always want, I always like to ask people that.
2: I do not have an opinion on that. <laughs>
0: well great thank you for sharing (laughs) so okay uh, that that is his story my story is that i do drugs and alcohol right on um yeah but i'm not uh addicted to them right now that much
1: so what's your what's your story
2: Uh, my story, I don't call myself sober because I do consume cannabis and I'd be open to consuming other substances, mm. um, just not alcohol. So I don't really have a label for that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I like,
0: like that. I what don't is your, drink. What is, what's your preferred method of cannabis consumption?
2: Um, I like edibles, and I'm really getting into these low dose THC infused beverages I'm seeing come onto the market. I'm currently not. I'm, I'm currently just free of all substances, just to take a break for a few months. But, um, but yeah, just before mm-hmm. I went on this this little break, you I were was really into
1: the recess.
0: So you you're doing like <laughs> no, a No, not the recess. A, a so that's CBD. December? So I
2: mean look this look the reason why I say I don't have an opinion about the CBD thing is like I can't purport uh, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to play your the the schick thing here with you guys. I'm kind of too earnest, I think, for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but uh, that, won't, that
0: won't keep us from trying, my friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I think it's look. There are some sober people who won't even drink kombucha, even though it's you know yeah. the, the kombucha they're purchasing is technically under 0.5 ABV. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I just I I don't know. to each his own. Um, CBD is uh, a, a non intoxicant, but it is psychoactive and. Mm-hmm. Depending on the way you're, I know you talked to Verena, who's like a font yeah. of information here. Depending on the way your unique endocannabinoid system interacts with the CBD, like you may feel an effect, and that may make you uncomfortable if you're a I sober think, person. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I can't. Mm-hmm. I have no opinion. Uh, you know, on it. Full I think stop. my system
1: is desperate to feel something, so I think that that <laughs> could be. I think that could happen to me.
0: Well, I could. Right. Argue, I guess you could argue that the pre-workout. Powder could be more psychoactive than some, you know, CBD lotion. Chris, I mean that—that's
1: very possible. That's very possible. But I, I think the CBD thing, the explosion, has been interesting to watch. But you're saying you're into THC beverages.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, you had mentioned recess, which is a CBD. I'm beverage. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. And there are other like cannabinoids in there too, but not THC. So I'm and I'm sure you learned from Verena too. Like, there's this thing called the entourage effect. Like. There are lots of CBD infused products that are using isolate and that really like has no effect. And in fact, like CBD edibles, it's not the most effective way to get the CBD. If you're looking for a therapeutic effect anyway, we can talk about that. But yeah, THC is definitely an intoxicant and I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm open to intoxicants. (laughs) Wow. That's a very Um,
1: cool way to say I'm down to party.
2: Well, that's the thing so I have done other drugs that are more conducive to partying in my in my uh, career,
0: career. <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, are, you, are you
0: also a career cocaine user?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like I dabbled in in college and uh, you know I- enjoyed it but um cool it, it was time to put it down I think tw- I was mm. 25 the last time I did it Wow. Um, I'm now almost 38, so it's been a while, um, and it mm-hmm. was never problematic. Uh, weed is something, cannabis is something that um, affects me in a way that I don't think I could go out into the world and be social when I'm intoxicated. It's definitely something that I um, do sort of mm-hmm. with a close group of friends, or I really enjoy consuming cannabis alone yeah, I,
0: mean, I I prefer to do it alone. I like to have a by myself meeting, as it were, where, you know, you can just really drift off with no totally. inhibitions.
2: Yeah, but these like low dose, I mean, the technology has so improved that with a lot of these beverages compared to um, like. Five, certainly 10 years ago. First of mm-hmm. all, it used to be that like, there'd be this slick of oil on top of the liquid, right? <laughs> like now, you know, the, the nano emulsification <laughs> means that mm-hmm. like, not only is it more evenly dispersed throughout the beverage, um, but also because, and this is a little bit beyond, you know, where my bra- what my brain can compute scientifically, but the way I understand it is that like the molecules are so small that you also absorb it more quickly. So mm. you're getting the effect within 15 minutes as opposed to say, anywhere from, you know, half an hour to an hour. And that means like you can gauge how much you can take over the course of the night. So I really like... Um, that these kind of sessionable ones, if you will, are what, like 2.5 milligrams of a little kind of rosemary and orange soda. I mean, I think that's another thing is the flavors are a lot more sophisticated these days. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, kind of lavender lemon. Uh, there's this brand can, C-A-N-N, that I like a lot. Um, there's another called Artet that, um, is a THC infused. These uh, names are twisted i know right it's uh <laughs> i was gonna say
0: it, they're bad but they're definitely not worse than like craft beer uh you know session ipas
2: yeah Artet get... was some play on on the long version of thc tetra hydra blah oh, blah, okay, blah, okay, blah okay, i don't okay, know okay. um mm. but uh i think just this month the boys at Artet came out with little canned cocktails um so I'm interested in trying those when I when I'm over this little mm. break.
1: Yeah, what's up with the canned cocktail thing? Is that really going to happen? Like work? I think so.
2: For you mean across the board, like for alcoholic cocktails too?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah like is that is that a direction we're really going to move in? Because I feel like I've heard about it for a while, but it's it's definitely not mainstream.
2: It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, they're de- like Aaron Polsky. What is the name of his? Uh, Live Wire, Aaron Polsky used to work at Harvard and Stone in L.A. I think. Are you guys based in L.A. both of you?
0: Uh, I am. I'm familiar with the with the cursed Harvard and Stone. <laughs> yeah, I've been to I've been, to, Har- <laughs> well, I've been is- to Harvard and Stone with Jason in yeah, who, 2012. Who, who amongst us hasn't been date raped there? <laughs> well, <laughs> but I'm sure I don't, I don't- the guy makes a slamming little craft cocktail to go.
2: He does. I mean, he was in, in uh, New York for a while, I think, uh, worked at, like, Milk and Honey. and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Yeah, I have, and, a, I have
0: a friend who has a company called On the Rocks, I believe. They, mm-hmm. do, they do that. I, I think I've noticed that the, the biggest innovation point for that seems to be for air travel, how it's just so much easier to not have to make a cocktail in that little room if you're a, a flight attendant, you know.
2: Yeah. And it's just, I think for anyone, it's about convenience, right? Like they Mm -hmm. want something interesting uh, that they know that somebody who knows what they're doing crafted, (laughs) but you know, they really just want to open it and pour it instead of doing all the work.
1: No, totally. I mean, I we become
0: more autonomous.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, I watching what weed has become is crazy to me because when I was smoking weed every day, it wasn't that cool. You know, it was, it took a lot of work.
0: Back in my day, it was looked down upon by society and most people.
1: Yeah, it's it's a crazy shift to see like my parents sniffing around.
2: Yeah, especially I mean I think like beverages are a familiar format, right? So for somebody who is intimidated by um, like the whole conversation Mm -hmm. about flour with a bud tender at a dispensary, you know, or I mean I've I've met a couple the idea of smoking. I've met a
0: couple six footers that I've been intimidated by. I'm not talking about (laughs) shooting
1: guards. (laughs) I, I mean, I just, I guess when anything becomes mainstream and over branded, it's just it's for the masses now, and that's why it's working. But I think the gold rush is over.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I don't think so.
0: I think we're just. But to answer
2: your the question about as far as alcohol goes, I mean, I arrived at the place of being alcohol free absolutely because of a complicated relationship with it so mm. um, so why
1: do you feel like you're still able to participate in the other stuff
2: i don't know chris i'm on my own journey here um <laughs> you know i mean oh these no i things- mean i
0: mean like chris have you tried see C- these these thc drinks they're they're just <laughs> no i mean
1: Im-, I'm saying i'm impressed that, that i'm not i'm not questioning your decision yeah.
0: he speaks from a place of envy i'm assuming yeah, yeah, yeah. no
2: i mean i i guess that i just don't have um a, a sort of an answer for you that i can tie in a bow i think you know just from from playing with these things i've mm-hmm. noticed that my cannabis use um, doesn't seem to ultimately become problematic. Well, and I yeah. guess what I would determine is problematic is that I'm, I don't know, that I maybe am doing it every day, that I'm mm. doing it to the point that I'm like giving up on other activities I'm into because I'd rather, mm. you know, consume cannabis. Like what, what do we consider as problematic use? I, I would have my own definitions, but um, mm. but I yeah, like I've I've been able to kind of take it or leave it. Although I will admit that like, part of the reason why I'm taking this little break from it is because I had written a story on these THC-infused drinks, and that means I had a lot of product (laughs) in my house. Uh. And So you were pouring up uh... on the daily? Uh, Yeah, like every other day, which um, for me before then, I probably, I don't know, would take an edible like... Like maybe I would order from a dispensary and have a packet that I'd get through in a month and then not order until the next year. Like it's mm-hmm. something I indulge in sort of seldom. And so once the product was in my house, I definitely was going through it. So I was like, ah, maybe this is something we need to peel back from. So we'll see. But that's that's the only time in my life, which I guess I first consume cannabis ever like two decades. I mean, I don't know. Maybe 15 um, years ago or so, but that's the first time in my life that I would say my own use perplexed me or worried me. So who knows? Should I, should I go that route again when I decide to consume it? Um, at some point in the near future? Yeah. Is that something I need to stay away from? I'll, I'll report back to you on what this uh, journey becomes. Did your,
0: your subsequent Partial addiction to this, make the story that you were writing about it or no?
2: No, <laughs> this it was a reported story. It wasn't okay. about, uh, it wasn't about me. And mm-hmm. you know, even with this, this book, um,
0: maybe for the sub stack, <laughs> save yeah. it for the subby. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: I mean, for this book I wrote, which is really. I mean, I struggle even with saying I wrote because it rests on the work of all these people whose job it is to make drinks, and you know, people who are really experts. I'm just like the hype girl, really. You know, like I'm actually, yeah. How did that
1: work? You produced logistically.
2: Um, in terms of just give me, give me that recipe.
1: No, did yeah, did you just collect it all from all your favorites? Was that the idea? And you had to manage that process.
2: So I went on my own road trip, boys, um, oh, okay. and I was alone in my Subaru Impreza for about five months, uh, like g- driving. I bet you all found a little bit more
1: than
0: non-alcoholic cocktails.
2: I did. It got it got weird out there. A couple <laughs> of points, um, but uh, what kind of
0: way are we sleeping in the Impreza?
2: <laughs> no. Um,
1: She's like, no, but, uh, sweetie, I got an advance for this book. It's a little different ooh, for you little broke podcasters.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, uh, the advance for a very niche drinks book, sir, is not, uh, <laughs> this is maybe Just not let me gas thinking. you up,
1: okay? Let me gas you up.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, look, I mean, I, you know, I re- first removed alcohol from my life because it's gone in and out a couple times, uh, since I guess what, five years ago. Um, And luckily, I'm not someone who – the nature of my particular substance use disorder, if you will, wasn't such that I felt like triggered by being in bar and restaurant environments. So Mm -hmm. I was out with friends in, uh, I don't know, 2014, 2015 at bars and restaurants, uh, not drinking but looking for something that wasn't, uh, you know, soda and wasn't water and I just noticed Oh my gosh, there's something going on. And oh my gosh, these, these kind of more thoughtful non-alcoholic options in some places, right? Not everywhere, but, um, mm. are given names and they're taking up real estate on the menu and like something is really happening here. And how, how exciting, you know, to be an, a non-drinker at the time when. We seem mm-hmm. to be better served than before. So, um, really ultimately the book is, is a journalistic endeavor, if you will. I mean, yeah, it was, it was just wanting to capture all these different approaches towards building these drinks, um, and celebrating them and, and, you know, Offering them up to people at home to make, but also I, I wanted, and of course looking at this through 2020, um, is, is sad because I also wanted the book to act as a literal guidebook, meaning like if you're someone who doesn't drink or you're just looking to cut back, whatever you, you know, here's where you can go to get a really thoughtful, um, non-alcoholic beverage, Um, some of the places have closed for good, you know, that Mm. that contributed recipes. But yeah, luckily, I mean, I'd been writing about food and drinks for a little while. So um, I, you know, had some connections in that realm. And I guess some some notoriety that um, led some of the people I reached out to to say yes to me, um, when I asked them to, you know, <laughs> well to put. have a chat. Um, and, uh, and for those people who ultimately contributed to the book, um, who I didn't know before, that's part of why the road trip was important because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm ultimately using your intellectual property <laughs> and yeah. putting it in this book. And, and of course, you know, I, I would argue that that's, you know, good, good for, Business. for them to be a part of a book, but, but really, you know, this is something that you toiled over and you're giving it to me to put it on a book that my name is on the cover. So it was really important to me that I, like, meet people in person, that I create relationships with them. And there were some people who, for that very reason, didn't want to contribute recipes to the book. And I absolutely understand that, right? Um, so That sounds pretty
1: fun overall the process.
2: Yeah. It was like, you know, I cast a really wide net. I tasted with people. I talked. I, you know, there's only so much research you can do in general, but especially in this space, which is relatively new, um, from afar, you know, like it's really important, I think, to pound the pavement for a number of reasons. You know, one, yes, you start with research, um, based on what's already been written locally. Um, but, you know so little uh has been written about this aside from like dry january content
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that
2: um that you know once you're on the ground yeah you go to the places that have been written about but you ask where else you know are there good non-alcoholic options and you come up with so much more that um is worth considering uh and because i wanted it to act as a guidebook too Um, it was important that I see the spaces, right? Like there's only so much you can get from a restaurant website. You could have a really slick website because you've got money for great PR or whatever else it is, but but actually it's not a place I want to spend the night in. Right. So all of these places had to have like my stamp of approval. Um, you know, you had to do a, you had to do a, a
0: literal vibe check is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was fun. I met, you know, got got to see uh, some food writers I know across the country and they're on their home turfs, um, got to meet people who I'd only had, you know, virtual friendships with in person, got to meet all kinds of new you,
1: you probably had to go. To, you probably had to go to some shitholes though, let's be honest. <laughs> city-wise. Yeah, I
2: mean, like, city-wise? Yeah, come oh. on. I'm not gonna call anything a shithole. <laughs> that's,
1: that's... Wow. Wow. You're you're stronger than me and I like that.
2: <laughs> that's that's a Trump move, man. <laughs> well that is a
0: Trump move, actually.
1: Well, I mean, unfortunately I'm not running for anything. Um but <laughs> but I just I'm a I, you know, we've talked about non-alcoholic cocktails a lot on this show, as you know. And we've talked about Giha specifically. Um mm-hmm. But I think as a sober person, the reason this has never appealed to me, and I've traced this back, is because I was vegan when I was very young, Mm. and I really didn't like people to fuss over me. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So like, if if it was a meal somewhere and there wasn't something for me, I didn't ever want anyone to go out of their way or for that to be Mm. an issue.
0: You were fine just eating the french fries.
1: Exactly, which is not the best approach, but I think that's the memories that are burned into my mind. And yeah, this, but the
2: good thing about this is like that these options exist means there's something for you to point to and order, and in fact it's not no fuss is being made. When it's mm-hmm. actually a recipe that they've, you know, it's created the and it, they've given a name and it's on the menu, it's like you you avoid the whole back and forth of, Oh, I'm not drinking, what kinds of things do you have? And blah 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 blah. I mean, they're proper drinks that are we're, taking we're, up space. I think it actually we're
0: normalizing.
2: Yeah. And and, like, and there's
0: some resistance to that. Um yeah, maybe. I, I
1: don't. I, I don't know what it is about it. I mean, we tried the guia as more of a funny thing. I mean, we were drinking it neat, <laughs> so <laughs> that neat was, and warm. That was more just and for warm. Fun. I
2: did. Yeah. For FYI, <laughs> I think my favorite way to drink it is just like with soda water and a little hit of some kind of acid, like lemon juice. I think just a, a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that but, sounds
0: like a great preparation that I will be enjoying when I'm at home at the wet bar. But we <laughs> didn't have we didn't have anything unfortunately. We didn't have
1: a lot of supplies for this, but but I guess you know about life on the road. Does that does that genre of product like is that going to push the non alcoholic drink trend forward or is it going to complicate it?
2: I hope it's not a trend. I just think like the more that g- legitimately good products like this come onto the market, the more those people who do drink are interested in sometimes drinking these things. And that's what's important for it to become mainstream, right? Like I, I love see. that, you know, on the pages of Bon Appetit magazine recently, they talked about three of their favorite new aper- aperitifs, excuse me. And one of them was Gia, And there wasn't a big fuss made about it's non-alcoholic and these two have mm-hmm. alcohol. They just existed together. My hope is that, like, in five years, there won't be a need for a book like mine, (laughs) you know, that, like, Mm -hmm. alcohol-free mixed drinks will be, you know, a part of regular, quote-unquote, drinks books. And that's kind of already happening. You see John DeBerry with Drink What You Want has an alcohol-free chapter. You see, um, you know, Leo, uh, like, over at The the Nomad, um, Maggie Hoffman's uh, Batch Cocktails um, Mm. has a bunch of alcohol-free options uh, peppered throughout, like – Why not?
0: (laughs) Why not? Yeah, you know, we don't need to have a best male and best female actor award at the at the Oscars. The list goes on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think the same thing. Like in terms of. Dry January, I know some people, some people roll their eyes. I know in the media you get lots of dry January pitch, pitches and it's sort of the same thing as any kind of national food holiday thing, right? It's like, mm. I, you know, in a way, I think the popularity of dry January, I think is great and interesting to me because I think it shows just how much uh, people like the opportunity to take a pause and maybe like consider <laughs> what their relationship to alcohol is. Mm. But um, I think that we'll see that happening in a more ongoing fashion. Like there won't need to be a dedicated month for it. I now, believe I agree like, with you.
1: I agree with you. I think that at least for me and what I've seen and you and I are exactly the same age. Like partying isn't cool for the generation that's coming up. Like it's it's a, it's a very different climate that they're entering into where that's not necessarily a huge part of their social life.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, I've heard that um and I'm sort of reluctant to make I, I, we we don't yet have data for uh, enough data for me to be able to speak on this articulately or or in a way that I feel like super comfortable with it appearing in an audio format for public mm. consumption, which is what we're doing right now. But, Indeed. but I don't know. A lot of people say that um, this generation is drinking less and there is some data to support that. But I'm also like, yeah, but they're doing special K like, I don't know that they're overall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are cooler. Like, I agree. Very, very good
0: point. That's a very, very good point. That is
1: a, That is a good point. I, I guess I'm speaking solely from personal experience of younger people that I know. You know Got what I it. mean? This is a this is a case by case basis. But no, they're both. They're much more concerned with like work and being healthy kind of than I ever was at that age.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking about this book with someone who's much younger, I think in her early twenties. Um and yeah, she kind of didn't get it. Like I felt this disconnect. <laughs> She's like, because "What?" She, so it's a Yeah, book? when I was talking about like, oh, you know, non-drinkers, this maybe felt like second-class citizens. This is about like making those people who are sober feel more seen, and she was just like, huh, like, could not compute. And <laughs> and okay? in a way, I I like think that's great, <laughs> you know, yeah. like mm-hmm.
1: that proves yeah. your point.
0: That's a good. Yeah, sign.
2: but um, you know, like our drinking pendulum. <laughs> Swings wildly, you know, has swung wildly in, As a society. in America, right? Yeah, like we, it was specifically in this, in this country's short life, uh, you know, we were like the drunkest country in the world, uh, to one that outlawed drinking, you know, then back mm. to excess in the 50s and 60s. And, and, um, I just, if that ain't you know,
0: America, I'll tell you what.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to overstate this, um, kind of, Trend, if you will, towards moderation or this whole alcohol free movement, because like alcoholism is still a significant health problem and there's still lots of, Mm -hmm. you know, alcohol related deaths. And, and, um, but, but I do wonder if like we might be moving in a more balanced direction for real, you know? I mean, I mean,
1: you said it's a pendulum.
2: Yeah. But but, eventually
0: that pendulum you know as it slows down we will find that sing- singularity right in the middle
2: mm. yeah like can it can it swing less wildly <laughs> 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 and uh and and might we yeah be... i mean then I... we'll
0: have a utopia baby
1: that's true we, we need it <laughs> we need to calm down just in general
0: uh,
2: yeah what's um what has this road trip i don't know any any uh Learnings about yourselves. We
0: po- <laughs> we make too many podcasts a week. <laughs> yeah. So did you? By the way, did you stop doing your podcast?
2: I make it pretty like sporadically. Um, <laughs> sort of what I, I um, no, I haven't stopped completely, but I'm trying to figure out where to take it. I think in some ways I could make it the way it's been made um, until the end of time, but in another way I feel like I. I don't know how to carry forward this work and make it the best it can be if I don't muscle up with some more formalized knowledge on this topic. Mm. Um, And I just feel like I want this kind of loneliness work to become something bigger. And I. uh,
1: So you need, uh, are you saying that you need your patrons to pay for you to go to graduate school?
2: <laughs> I I have applied for graduate school. Is uh, what I'm saying, yeah, because
0: it, so, it sounds like you know the best thing to do when one feels they are hitting a plateau is to apply for grad school, right? <laughs> exactly. Well,
2: exactly. It, it, the, the, this particular degree, and I won't get into t- details. Knock on wood. I probably, you know, I'm I like I only applied to a few very competitive schools and don't have the relevant experience for this particular degree. So, um, what is it's the particular? Very, it's, very, it's very possible that it won't happen, but it would solve a couple problems. You know, one is uh formalizing my knowledge around this stuff in a way that i feel like i can legitimately carry forward the the sort of loneliness well, stuff can you um, explain
0: what this stuff is to our listeners who don't yeah know sorry we didn't even about? let you set
1: that up
2: oh what what the podcast is about what
0: yes, the podcast yes. is about and why getting a, a master's degree in a subject would help you with that podcast
2: Well, I I guess before I do that, the other thing getting a master's degree would solve is setting me up with um, uh, like a new career because Mm. media is miserable. (laughs) Hey, speak
1: for yourself. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't have a Substack or a Patreon. I still like it.
2: Well, good. I don't. (laughs)
0: That's great for you. Good for you. (laughs) Um, He is able to make 300 a week work for him.
2: (laughs) I mean, look. I always, I it's it's a privilege to get to do it. Like, I'm always, I'm gonna want to continue to follow this, you know, alcohol free stuff, and I hope I get the opportunity to continue writing profiles here and there, um, and to get better at that. But as a full time mm-hmm. job, it's just totally become unsustainable uh, mm-hmm. for me. Um, sure. But the show was launched in 2016. This was like. Way. This was, you know, before uh, our former and I think I think future uh, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy was talking about the loneliness epidemic and certainly before COVID arrived um, mm-hmm. and flex. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not obviously Vivek Murthy was already like well, well engaged in the research, um, you know, before, of course, he came out with his eventual study. So he's he's like the goat uh, in yeah, terms but of somebody's got to
1: make it palatable. He's the lonely oh. goat. Somebody's got to I mean, put it in the AirPods. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like the the idea. It's a it's a quiet show. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it's it's to me. I guess it's a strange paradox that loneliness is endemic to being human, and yet it's taboo in our culture. And so mm-hmm. the mission was sort of to destigmatize loneliness. Like, sh- could I could I show how entirely normal it is through storytelling? And could I put this big mm-hmm. thing into the into small kind of packages um, that are approachable, meaning episodes, and could there even be joy and humor in the mix, as is true to life? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. Now, acceptance of loneliness as part of the human condition doesn't mean that chronic loneliness isn't an issue or that like fraying social bonds don't need attention. So I think that's the stuff that, um, hmm. that I'm interested in ultimately, um, like a conversation I'm interested in participating in, but I don't feel well enough equipped just being a journalist to do so i'm really
0: impressed well, i feel like you can learn on the job though you seem pretty well versed i will say yeah i just
1: i feel like this podcast is all about us talking about shit we don't know about um so mm. your value I, it on sounds
0: it. like she cares about her um appearance in life more than we do
1: yeah she's smart <laughs> and we're not that that's what's. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it's that's very clear of, that's, that's starting
0: happening. to shift shift around and work its way out i
1: like
2: well, to. Sh- i like mean, to see that I appreciate it. Look, I mean, the show's made in a very particular way with a simple mission, and sure, it could be made this way until... You know, I'm in my eighties and, sure. and, you know, would I be comfortable then with somebody saying I had some expertise on loneliness? <laughs> yeah. But not now. I mean, I think because this has become a hot topic, a lot of people do a quick people, you know, in the media do a quick Google search and there are very few people whose names are attached to the topic of loneliness. Um, so there I appear and somebody comes to me like, Hey, what are seven ways to combat loneliness? Oh, and I'm I like, see. that's, hey, that's not at all no. what this is about. And, um, Mm-hmm. And but I but I you know and I bristle like I, I say look I'm not a, a a cognitive neuroscientist I'm not a sociologist like I absolutely am not an expert on this topic. But I am I think merely the a more... podcaster. Yeah, the words. Yeah, I, exactly. I will I'm a storyteller. Like words I'm learning that, the words along that you're with my audience. Go ahead. On, sorry. The,
0: your words are saying are not unlike the words of one Joe Rogan. He's he's always <laughs> kind of pro- always proclaiming that he's you know I'm a I'm not a, I'm no genius I'm no expert on the subject but still. Something about him, maybe it's being a straight white man, allows him to do that without feeling any... Uh... Allows him to poke his chest out. Well, what what is this...
2: Well, but, but yes, and so I mean the show that I'm making, uh, the way in which it's made, the way in which it is made, excuse me, I've had like five coffees today talk about drugs. I feel
1: like. <laughs> right, that's I'm hard high hard. as hell right now then if that's what we're talking
2: about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't ever come across or purport to be an expert and and I don't need to have expertise to make the show in the way mm-hmm. in which it's made and for it to have value now. Mm -hmm. if I want to do more work in this space, that's where I feel like I do need to muscle up with expertise, hence the application to school and whatnot. But yeah, I mean I have been uh, in tandem with making the show in this very particular way. I have been studying this, Mm -hmm. you know, since 2016. So sure, I have, I know more than the average person because I have daily Google alerts for lonely and solitude. (laughs) (laughs) But you also have,
0: I mean, is is there a more popular, more successful podcast about loneliness than yours
2: um well i guess we'd have to define what we mean by popular and successful but uh to no is there, I, is there
0: I, somebody in the lonely pod game that is just shitting on you right now no okay no. well then
1: you have the You're power the goat. To, we're not gonna so, let you talk like this about yeah. yourself we're gonna we're gassing yeah, you up I'm on saying, this fucking podcast
0: why, why would you go you know, go get a master's degree from just one person when you can have every expert on the subject gladly appear on your podcast and you can ask them any question you want for hours on end.
2: Because I think I'd like to also be You're trying an to make expert. money other ways. <laughs> I'd like to also be an expert who can maybe ask more, um, mm-hmm. uh, some sure. better questions, if you will. Mm. But also, um, again, I want... This degree to help me make a more real living and right. to be able to more directly help people with the expertise yeah, I would ostensibly gain. She's just yes, sure. I want to be a therapist. I want to okay. be a therapist. Okay. She's the tired point. of lo- <laughs> she's tired of logging into
1: the Condé Nast ePayables. <laughs> is what I'm she's just saying. trying
0: to make sure that she's not a career student and that she achieves everything that she's achieving. How long
1: is this program going to take you? Two years. Oh, Okay, that's pretty mellow.
2: I'm not sure. Tr- yeah, there's part of me, guys, wanted de- to fuck be you know, Dr. Bainbridge and jump mm. in with a PhD. It does have but a nice-ass per-
1: ring to it. I'm not going to front. Yeah, it does sound yeah. good. Um, I would trust you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have a whole – I also have this whole new uh, – I feel like my, my outfits are going to change when I move into this realm. I've got a whole pencil skirt You got You got plant. the Agnes Agnes um, B ready to go?
0: Yeah. What What, <laughs> well, are, we, what, like- what are your
1: go-to therapist brands?
2: Uh, well, like I would say, uh, Esther Perel is sort of like the sexiest, oh, okay. smartest, uh, you know, okay. one out there. But, um, okay. but uh, what are we saying? Yeah, I don't know. I forget. We're talking what we were about saying. we're
1: talking about you getting money. We're life coaching you. <laughs> we're talking about you getting money. And if you get this degree and you got the podcast, you're going on the Today Show.
0: Yeah. Before <laughs> we uh, we were just letting you. <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. Go ahead.
1: Then you're the Then you're really the expert.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I think I'd have to get the degree. I'd have to like, you know, practice for a while, and then down the road, yes, combine that with my experience in media to maybe like contribute to uh, public thought on mental health. Mm-hmm. There, there we are.
0: Is there a type of therapy that you have a specific interest in?
2: No, I'm so, uh, you know, I mean, I think I would just do clinical work and sort of with with individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have a. I'm not particularly interested in like you know, substance abuse per se, or I think like, that's what getting into the program would, would sort of help guide me. I think hopefully mm. I did a good job of convincing, uh, them in my essays that I'm somebody who <laughs> deserves a shot, but I do not have the typical experience required to get yeah, into but these that's, kind of schools. So that's we'll what's cool.
1: I think yeah, that gives you a, a, a leg up, honestly.
2: Let's hope someone in the admissions office is, mm-hmm. uh, is, thinks look, like you do. Look,
1: Julia, Once we, I'm, I'm connected. So once we get off the podcast, just <laughs> yeah. let me know.
0: We're, we're firm <laughs> believers that wild cards have more fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is
1: nothing to me to send a quick email to the admissions board at any Ivy League
0: college. Just let me know.
2: Okay, thanks.
0: Sir. So, Julia, right now, how, how lonely are you right now on a scale of 1 to 100?
2: I, yeah, I don't know on the scale, but I'd say there's been... Uh, I do miss my friends and I worry about sort of what those relationships will look like when we get out of this. Just not having that like daily... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not, not daily. I didn't see them daily before, but having a regular sort of affirmation uh, to each mm-hmm. other that we're in each other's lives, you know? Yeah. Like I really miss being in the same physical space as my friend i missed like dancing in a like are we ever going to be able to dance in like a dark sweaty basement ever it's again? interesting that you asked
1: that because we were talking on the last episode about uh jason's former career as a dj and he said he might ah. never dj again his words
2: i know it's sad uh, I'm like- as,
0: yeah as much as i miss the club i also with every day that passes I'm i'm becoming more and more okay with never seeing a club again perhaps
2: yeah, Not well, really. I don't know. That's another thing I kind of worry about. Are we getting too comfortable, um, with
0: this oh, yeah. kind
2: of life? And it's like we are hardwired to be social animals mm-hmm. and, um, but we also like to be comfortable. And I think that sometimes maybe those two things work against each other. Like I, I wonder if, um, A a lot more events, even after this, when it's safe to move about more freely, will remain virtual. And I won't actually be like hopping on the subway to go uptown and be in a space to see somebody say perform or whatever it is. And there's so much magic involved in that. But it's so much easier.
1: Anywhere I'm going. Well,
0: sadly, (laughs) I think it's only going to be more normal to have these virtual events. From we all can agree. I
2: don't, I, I hate to like. Well, I think going, going
0: out socially will become the new vinyl. It'll be just like a novel thing that old timers do.
2: No, don't say that.
0: I mean, I don't want that to happen at all. I'm just being, you know, pessimistic. And also by the time that eventually does happen, we will be too old to go to the club anyway.
2: Well.
1: We're already too old to go to the club. Yeah. I'm talking about the virtual
0: club. I, the virtual <laughs> shit is terrible. They're going to look at my outfit on the virtual club and be like, mm.
1: Did you do? Did you do a bunch of virtual book events?
2: I actually had Club Bainbridge. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? I thought Jason um, was the
1: only DJ
0: on this podcast. Wow. uh,
2: No, so I do – this happened totally – Do you guys
0: do direct-to-consumer framing as well?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, Club. look, Club was funny. So I didn't do a ton of virtual events. I really poured my energy into just like traditional – both traditional press coverage and – and honestly, like giveaways on Instagram, just like getting the book's existence in front of people, especially people not necessarily in food, like in, mm. in fashion, in sort of other realms. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, the, the launch party, if you will, was a very me sort of very, very weird, um, <laughs> just like event. So early on in the pandemic, because I did miss, you know, being with friends and especially dancing, I'm someone who loves to, dance what kind of dance um, what kind
0: of club real quick what kind of clubs are we talking about what kind of music genre are we are we talking i'm all
2: i'm all over i'm all over the board but um okay. i definitely am like a 90s r&b kind of um gal oh okay um understood but i mean
0: yeah all, yeah. all genres welcome uh, uh,
2: yes but uh we, yeah we should talk about that offline i can send you some stuff i'm into lately <laughs> um
1: okay. if you but, don't want to uh, big up solange on this podcast you can tell us why <laughs>
2: <laughs> so is definitely my like dinner party music. So mm. and Miles Davis, but dancing is a different situation. Um, okay. So she a
0: I da- just, she's a Euro-certified freak, is is what you are. Yeah, point. that's what it sounds like to me. Okay.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so,
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, you're correct, sir.
2: Yes. Um, so I started early on in the pandemic, just like I don't know, dancing around in my apartment, and I and and like. Other people started kind of dancing around too, and we were sharing back and forth, I guess, as a, as an effort to feel like we were together in dancing. And so then I started just being silly as a joke, saying like Club Bainbridge opens its doors 9 p.m. tonight. Like I just started putting just doing that and it became a thing and, and people what, like what, enter the club what
0: platform was that which this is it? on
2: it's so only, so it only rudimentary only not, on instagram stories and it's like the way that you quote unquote enter the club is you just tag me and i restore you that's <laughs> it it's not sophisticated <laughs> that's a okay, good so
0: idea this is, this is very lo-fi i was I like say, it, so it. yeah is very not, lo-fi this, you could do all of this on only fans though is what i'm saying my invite must have gotten lost in the mail
2: that's how I'm going to make my income before I get into grad school or while I'm in grad school. Who's to say? Um, you could, so, be, you uh, could be
1: the first OnlyFans non alcoholic mixologist.
2: <laughs> I guess that's something true. to consider.
0: You know, um, there's probably more than one, actually. <laughs> <first>. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. ultimately,
2: d- no, it just became this funny thing, and some people were looking forward to it. And then when it came time to like, for the book launch party, just on launch day to have some kind of energy to celebrate. I decided that it would be Club Bainbridge, you know, mm-hmm. good drinks party. So it was really fun. Like a lot of people quote unquote came and it, their music choices <laughs> were funny. Um, there's a highlight, seriously, like now looking back, if you go through the highlight for the launch party, it's like, it's fun. And it looks like I don't know. It was, uh, Interesting. it definitely looks like a party, but totally, totally out of my weird little brain. So and, who like, knew totally you would have lo-fi. invented,
0: you, you, you may have invented a whole new form of socializing on accident. It's
2: funny that some people to celebrate like launches of their various projects during this time have, um, like come to me saying, could they steal that idea if they give me proper credit? And I'm like, I'm, sh- I don't think I invented it, <laughs> but sure, you can. <laughs> um, but, uh, as far as the loneliness thing, uh, so, yes, I miss my friends, um, although I'm pretty good with stretches of time alone. I have enjoyed this time to kind of turn inward and, and think and do work and apply to school and whatnot. But I also do you live have fallen al- in do you live love. Sorry. Oh. I live alone, but I've fallen completely in love with someone. Um, and like that's been a really great unexpected joy. What's his
0: Zoom handle? Does it go by the name of Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, part of the reason I'm so caffeinated is that his restaurant um officially opened today, and I was there early in the morning, uh, uh, being also a hype girl for for that. So project. I thought
1: David oh. Chang was married,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> yo, I mean, rule number one: never date a chef. You know that.
2: <laughs> I've dated some in the past, but this one is this one is okay, special. I no, well, this I'm, is no, interesting. I, mean,
0: I, was, I was that was a joke. There's some good chefs out there. Yeah. Congratulations.
2: Thanks. I mean, look, I, I, it's a strange thing because I, you know, I'm almost 38, as I said, and I think I, I've had like a great, a robust like dating and sex life but I, I uh, <laughs> and but I I really robust. came around to being like you know and I've had some great loves in my life but I I reached a point kind of like towards the end of last year where I was like you know what I just don't think like long-term monogamous partnership is going to happen for me and I guess that's like that's okay like I love my friends I love I'm gonna find you know mm,
0: I can still freak off in the dms
2: Totally. And like, you know, and I have dalliances that are like fun and entertaining. And like, maybe this is dalliances? enough.
0: Damn, yeah. you're, you're making this sound good. Yeah, I need, <laughs> yeah I, I need to go to grad school. So when I recount my previous life of uh, <laughs> premarital sex, I can also do it so eloquently.
2: I you're mean, making it
0: sound not so bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, I am. I'm a red blooded woman. But, uh, sure. Well, I might have uh, had
1: some dalliances with a woman who entered the DJ booth.
0: <laughs> I said, damn, Shorty, oh, okay. God. Okay, um, <laughs> w- was this a quarantine COVID um, courtship, or w- had this been going on pre...
2: No, so yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I sort of came to this determination that, like, oh, look, my life is great without it, and then and then it he just sort of arrived, and I think it, it was only because I came to that... That this was able to just like become whatever it was going to be. I had no expectations. I, there was mm-hmm. no pressure on it. I think you know, in the past, when I've wanted it so bad, I've like suffocated things that could have been something. Met into met a couple girls like Ending you. totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jason
1: does that to me in our relationship. I mean, yeah, yeah. We've all, I mean, been, guilty sure of, we've of all been guilty the baby. of it. I'm
2: sure we've all been guilty of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at different points, I've been like, mm. I don't want. You know, I'm I'm not built for monogamy. And then sometimes I like mm. want it so badly. You know, it just you sort of I go through different yeah, sure. sort of thinking on this. Or through the course of time but um yeah so so we we did met uh we did meet uh during this time and Mm -hmm. had and and in a way too i think we without the joy but also the complication of physical intimacy like we sort of built this foundation
0: that's called edging by the way and it it
1: works (laughs) quite well (laughs) I've heard about Christian teenagers uh, kind of taking that same approach,
2: yeah,
0: some I mean, i've been in i'm in I'm in a long term relationship, but we'll do quarantine play <laughs> 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 yeah the the n ninety five stays on during sex, baby. <laughs> Chris, put that gas mask away. no, but no, that you're that's that's a great way to really stir up um you know, sensual romance and uh, and desire is not being able to it? Where my hug at, you know what I mean?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think uh, also I – I don't know. I haven't approached sex this way in a long time where, like, basically – I mean, I was pretty much in love with this guy before I slept with him without saying it out loud. And, like, ultimately yeah. when we did have sex, it was like I – I wanted to show him how I felt about him and vice versa. And I haven't, I've been very casual with my body put that in the thing past. On it. <laughs> you wanted, yeah, yeah exactly. you wanted to put that thing
0: on it. Was, was there ever nerves of it? Uh, you know, that's a little bit of a pressure after it's been built up for of so long. Of
2: course. Of course. Thank we were both God. Like,
0: Thank God that our man hit, hit it out of the park.
2: I mean, me too. I guess could have <laughs> like, but like, yeah, I bet no, the cocktail, totally. I bet
0: the cocktails were
1: alcoholic that night. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs>
2: We uh we gave you we were like, you know, there's like what if what if, yeah, there's all this pressure. Like all of this stuff was really on the table, so we were like, Okay, we uh, we're gonna give it at least three tries before we judge smart. whether or not this smart, is working. Smart, smart, smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, they always say to get three quotes and then pick the one in the middle.
2: <laughs> Luckily the first time was, was hey. great.
0: Damn my man, shout out to you. Congratulations on the new restaurant. Yeah, we love to hear what are, what are the chances of him listening to this episode? <laughs>
2: <laughs> if I if I send it to him, he will, but otherwise, he, Hey not.
1: <laughs> You don't know our reach. You don't know what we're capable of. It's very possible that he's a long time yeah, don't, subscriber. Don't
0: send it to him because then I don't want him to like, you know, kick my ass or something.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is actually Julia though, I think this is a this story is a New York Times modern love. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah, there uh, there have been a a couple little stories about this story, and I think that's where it's it's gotta end because you know (laughs) uh, I I don't uh, I've been I've been free with this part of my personal life, but but now's where I'd like to keep it personal. You're not trying to go full Kardashian. Well, also, yeah, I mean, I think all of that has been pressure on the relationship. I'd like it to just Mm. be able to to exist now, um, you know, Mm. without without all the well, okay. I guess
1: you shouldn't write the novel loosely based on your life
0: to life to get into grad school
2: <laughs> i mean but i'm full guys i'm like i'm fully proposing to him next year
0: oh what, oh definitely don't send him to this does he know
1: that the
2: surprise. Oh, oh no he we both we both know it we like we've talked discussed this why are this you doing amazing. it he this put all his
1: money into this restaurant and he can't afford a ring or is this just you subverting <laughs> gender norms
2: uh the latter but but just two days ago he was like you know what i really want to be the one to do it so who knows wow. we might just propose to each other
0: Damn, this is this is very nice to hear. I like this story. I, I like think this the story a lot too. First real romance, romantic tale we've had on this podcast.
1: We don't really, we don't really get much uplifting stuff on this podcast.
2: Well, I'm happy to. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, whatever Contribute the opposite that. of doom scrolling is, that's what happened today. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it,
1: my third eye is fucking open. I'm shocked right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was a little reluctant, I think, to sh- to talk about this um, because obviously. I, like, I have been reluctant to talk about this this year, even with my friends, because obviously so many people are going through such horrible shit. Um But no, I, that's your, no,
1: that's not fair.
2: Uh, but yeah, I, in the end, I think he, I remember when he told his like best friend or best friends, like a couple who's married about me at sort of somewhere in the middle of, of this year. Mm-hmm. Um And they just like, cried and they were like i am just so relieved to be hearing something good coming out of this so right. that's i guess that's why i that felt more nice. encouraged to talk about it we need
0: to hear we still need to hear these good stories just to keep us going and i hope that yeah, couple, i'm not someone I hope that couple who pre-ordered the book
2: no, no. <laughs> i also do i mean i'm not i'm not someone who like is uh particularly I guess I am romantic, but i, I don't get e- easily swept up or carried away um mm. and so this has been
0: takes a lot this, of wind to blow your sails
2: i mean, it's just been odd to to like i mean truly fall in love with someone within this amount of time and and this, but it just feels so um solid like mm-hmm. um hey, we'll, just we'll, like, when a girl yeah.
0: knows a girl knows
2: and i guess the and I guess the guy knows too like you know it's uh when it's
0: when they know they know
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to anybody, well, now, uh, have, now to, we have season.
0: Now we have season two for for your podcast, "Loneliness in Love." <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's also a Netflix dating show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so,
2: well, yeah, it's interesting that like some of the people, the the shape of the show has shifted over the years. But the first season, I remember one of the questions I always ask my guests, out of curiosity, is like, "What was a, a sort of the loneliest feeling they've ever?" had. And so many people referenced, um, it being in partnerships that didn't suit them. And like, yeah, yeah. one woman was like, you know, I, this, this guy who I knew loved me and I knew would be a great partner in a lot of ways, but I, I also knew I didn't love him back. Um, and, Mm. um, I knew I was going to, end this because you know he deserves more right Mm -hmm. um but just like that that morning that she knew she was gonna do it rolling over in bed and like looking at his face while he was sleeping that was the loneliest she felt
1: okay julia it's been great talking to you (laughs) you you, you build us up just to break us down
2: (laughs) i uh,
0: (laughs) I thought okay i I was just gonna say I, i actually like being lonely sometimes blah 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 like Whatever I've gone through is not loneliness. After what you've been telling well, me, you
2: like being alone sometimes. There's a that's difference.
1: different. Mm-hmm. Even I so, know that. And I don't have a PHD. No,
0: I like that too.
2: <laughs> I mean, the loneliness does have merits. But do you mean you really like so loneliness? Okay, aloneness is a state. Loneliness is like ha- one has to do with perception, but also yeah. loneliness is an inherently like sad feeling over that state. It's mm-hmm. it's something that you don't want at that time. Well, You're saying that you. Well,
0: sometimes it feels like a hug from an old friend. You know what I mean.
2: Interesting. How much
0: Elliot Smith do you listen to?
1: Because <laughs> I, I equate loneliness to music exclusively. Not exclusively, but often.
0: Yeah, the music he listens to is that bad that it, it can clear a room. I think it's sad, is what you're looking for. Well,
2: mm. I think loneliness appears so much in music and not elsewhere because it, not we are uncomfortable it. with it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, put it, put a tune and a beat to it, and it's more palatable. Mm. But it's absolutely something we all feel, and that's okay, guys. Yep. Yeah. Phoebe
1: Bridgers' what are some... new album in stores now.
0: <laughs> 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 so, so, so you, so the the main theory or the main draw from it is that loneliness is something that is we all participate in what are some other things that we all participate in? it is part, of the, part
2: of, of the mixed bag of what it is to be human
0: what are those i mean so the other things that are also considered taboo you know masturbation things like that i guess is another example
2: i guess i don't i don't have the taboo show so i'm not an expert in that realm but Ooh, uh, she
1: says shut up tj but <laughs> that's fair <laughs>
2: I think I think money. Like we have trouble talking about money. We there you have, go. I, I would oh, say we ain't got trouble about... talking about
1: money on this side. <laughs> Are you crazy for that? We talk <laughs> about money all day. Some people do.
2: <laughs> I think I think death, sex, and money.
1: Yeah, isn't that a podcast on the NPR network?
2: Um, it it quite, quite is. Possibly. But but speaking of Esther Perel, I just took a three part seminar with her on taboo, and the sessions were death, sex, and money. Damn.
1: Okay. Well, can you,
0: can you can you send us the taboo sessions PDF, please? I can't afford- the-
1: <laughs> use julia's code uh, on masterclass at checkout it's lonely 20 <laughs> to get to get a discount on that taboo program mm-hmm.
2: it, the death thing is interesting and i know we have to we have to wrap now and i don't necessarily want to leave us on that <laughs> the death note, can, thing but, is interesting. Uh, gotta
0: go <laughs> no, let's do a let's do a quick 15 on death real quick
2: <laughs>
0: just li- you honestly this is the roller coaster of a podcast yeah ah. i mean you want to talk about lonely Damn, six feet deep in the coffin.
2: Do you mean longer. this this episode is a roller coaster, or my my uh? Show uh this
1: episode is a roller coaster. My, you have led us down so many trails.
0: I, I'm pleased by welcome the, to
2: my world, gentlemen. The,
0: uh, yeah, the <laughs> multitudes that you contain is has been enjoyable. Did you do you well, have thanks. any do you, you have too. any questions for us?
2: Um, yeah, well, we talked about what this road trip has, has taught you, but I don't think you answered in a serious fashion. So I genuinely like oh. to know.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I, I, w- I was saying that it's taught me how much I'm grateful for what I have at home. Did, yeah. I, did I say that? Or you did said that no. to me before the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that, that's kind of like, I don't know. I guess it's been, it's a sign that your life is going in a way that you like, but my girlfriend and I talk about it where. Oftentimes when we travel places, it just makes us miss our home more. Yeah. And, and that makes us like proud of the home that we've built together, I guess. Yeah, that's nice. And it also, I guess it means that we need to be making more money. So when we're going to places, we're like, damn, this place is nice. It's much better than our home. <laughs> yes. That's what my takeaway.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I, 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 I've had a very weird year of being like transient kind of. So it doesn't, it feels pretty normal to me to be doing this. Just oh, because yeah.
0: he, he was, he's been living out of a suitcase all year.
1: Yeah. I, I basically went to Montreal where my girl lives and then I drove to Atlanta. Um, and then I've been in LA. So I, it doesn't feel that different to me.
2: Right on. What do you miss about living in Atlanta? Nothing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
1: I mean, was I there do anything like, I like the weather. To- I like the seasons. I like running in Piedmont park. Um, the cigarettes are cheaper cigarettes or gas are cheaper no i mean i think a lot of the, a, a lot of the stuff that i like there is just stuff i've always liked i want to go get a burrito at Mir. i want to run in the park i want to get a coffee at aurora like no matter how much the city changes and evolves i just want to do what i did when i lived there
2: yeah 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 yeah.
1: you know but i mean that comfort i do miss new york but i know that going back to it is going to look very different than when i
2: left right you right. know
1: which which i'm prepared to to see in the next you know couple weeks
0: how are
2: you
1: Mm, i mean i'm excited to see my clothes (laughs) give my bookshelf a big hug uh julia
2: thank you for joining us thanks so much for having me and allowing me to be my my um serious and earnest self
1: no we need this sometimes you know what i mean we need to be put in our place
0: yeah you were the slap in the face that i needed today frankly Exactly. But, but
2: you you did catch a whiff of the freak that lurks within uh,
0: yeah you did a good job of, of <laughs> displaying her and keeping her at bay well done
2: <laughs> um all right i will stop rolling i will email you this, wait no uh, no don't file. stop
0: rolling don't stop we rolling. need you to shout oh. out your stuff did you stop yet
2: oh shit no i'm still rolling okay what still
0: rolling sh- yeah do uh yeah shout out Yourself, your plug, plug, you know, your social media website. Oh, any, anything coming I'm Julia up that you
2: Bainbridge. Wanna... I'm Julia Bainbridge everywhere on Instagram, uh, my website, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book is called Good Drinks Alcohol Free Recipes for When You're Not Drinking for Whatever Reason.
0: Mm-hmm. And but, uh, I'm, what kind of I'm milk... about
2: to go into my third printing uh, oh. a couple months after uh, release. So,
0: speaking of good drinks, what kind of milk do you drink? <laughs>
2: Um, I like different milks for different reasons, but I'd say my my in my coffee daily, I, either um no milk or oat milk. But I love me some half and half as a treat here and there.
0: Mm, what if you were to have a glass of milk with your dinner, fifties and 60s style? What kind of milk would it be? Whole. Yeah, good girl. answer, good
1: answer, Julia. <laughs> uh, guys, by the book, uh, go back and listen to old episodes of the podcast. Follow Julia's writing. Sign up to be her patient when she becomes a doctor. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be cheap. We're going to talk about that off off mic, though. Um, thank,
2: <laughs> thank you, Julia. You we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, Have later. Bye. Bye.